Hello, and welcome to Roy Castle Lung Cancer Foundation's podcast, Let's Talk About Lung Cancer. Here, we delve into all things lung cancer, from different treatments to how people living with the disease cope, both physically and mentally, and the things that they've learned along the way. After the success of Series 1, available on all major podcast providers, we're delighted to be back with host Lorraine Dallas, as well as new co-host Mandy Lucas. Having been diagnosed with stage 3 lung cancer in 2016, Mandy hopes to bring a very personal perspective to the podcast. In this latest episode, Mandy talks to Jules Fielder and Nick and Paula Whitehead about their experiences of going on holiday after being diagnosed with lung cancer. From getting medication through security without looking like a drug lord, to securing insurance that costs more than the holiday. Hi everybody, welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk About Lung Cancer. Today we are talking about something that is very close to my heart and everybody's really, a very hot topic which is all about going on a holiday while you have lung cancer or cancer in general, in fact. Uh, I'm really happy to be joined by not one fabulous guest but two, in fact three fabulous guests. Uh, With us today we've got Jules Fielder who is living with stage 4 EGFR plus lung cancer and Nick and Paula Whitehead who Um, was diagnosed with stage 3a lung cancer back in 2017 and is all clear I'm very happy to say after surgery and chemo just like me very similar to my story actually Nick exactly the same time scales the whole thing so welcome guys nice to see you hi Hi. 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 Hi, Jules hi everyone this is great (laughs) right so we're here to talk about holidays. I can't see there's going to be much problem in talking about holidays for uh, the rest of this podcast. But um, first of all, you've all just got back from we've all just got back from holiday. So let's open up by talking about where we've been. So over to you, Jules, first. Yeah, great. Thanks, man. Yeah, so I've um, just come back from a um, eleven night cruise. Um, where I boarded the boat in Rome and then did uh, Dubrovnik, split Croatia, uh, Kator, wow. then I did some of the Greek islands, um, then I came back round through Italy, um, did Pisa, uh, Naples and then and, and then back to Rome. So it's just been the most phenomenal uh, experience of my life. And you did all that in 11 days, did you say? Yes, I did. Wow. <laughs> wow. Sounds amazing. That sounds, yeah, that sounds incredible. It really yeah, does. It was- Nick and Paula, where have you just come back from? Uh, yeah, we've just come back from two weeks in the Bahamas, actually. Uh, it, it was a pre-COVID holiday. Um, and funnily enough, it, it was one of the first diving holidays I went on after my diagnosis. So we went back to meet the same dive team and everything. And we just had an amazing two weeks out there. Paula uh, managed her 200th dive. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we celebrated Paula's birthday while we were there as well. Oh, that's amazing. Aww. Happy birthday, Paula. Oh, thank you. It was fantastic. It was a lovely, <laughs> lovely experience. And how better, you know, how well, it's just such a wonderful place to spend your, oh, spend yeah. your birthday, as you can imagine. But Absolutely, yeah, absolutely amazing. Thank you. Yep. And I'm going to tell you where I've been, even though you haven't asked. <laughs> <laughs> I've just come back from um, Barbados and the States. And that it was a big holiday this year because I am just recovering or just got the all clear from breast cancer, as everybody knows. So we tend to have these, we tend, thank you very much. We tend to have these big holidays um, as a celebration because life is about holidays. I know with all of us, 
license is about holidays. You live your life and you work yep. to be able to go on your beautiful holidays. And I know a lot of people, you know, we're very fortunate. We, we, we go on, we go to lovely places, just, but just to put it in perspective, my next holiday is a week in Eastbourne, just to put it in perspective. Oh, you're coming down to my neck of the woods, Mandy. You're not far from me. We'll have to talk about this afterwards. I might have yeah. to come and see you. <laughs> Um, we're going in September, but that's a whole other thing. But yes, yeah, so we've had the most amazing holidays. Obviously, Nick and I are clear of our cancers. We are very, very fortunate. But Jules, you're living with stage four EGFR positive lung cancer. Yes. So I suppose tell, well, before we even go into that, let's talk about the first holidays we went on when we were recovered, Nick, for you and I and Jules, the first time you went on a holiday after you had your diagnosis. Uh, we'll start with you, Jules. When was what? When was that? And where did you go? And how did you find it? Sure. So originally, um, when I was diagnosed in November two thousand and twenty-one, I had a pre-booked holiday which I'd cancelled, like for like that was coming up like four weeks after diagnosis. Um, and then when I remember, like when I cancelled that holiday, I thought that's going to be it. I, that would that I'm never going to be able to go abroad or travel or do anything. My life's just going to be rolling in and out of hospitals. Um, and again, I think that's a very natural thought process for anyone who's newly diagnosed, but you're so wrong because, um, my first holiday I had was, I, I kept it local. So I just holidayed in the UK and I went to Cornwall, uh, but then I got single bored and was like itching to get on that plane. And yeah, I just threw myself in the deep end, used a lot of support from um, communicating with other cancer patients who said to me, um, Jules, live. And I thought, you know what, let's just do it. And then um, and then I said, um, yeah, I will. Um, uh, so the first holiday I booked was I went to Greece so it wasn't too far away I knew yeah. that it was only like a two-hour flight that kept me so it has been baby steps for me to go something big like the cruise um, but you I think you do have to build yourself your confidence a little bit yeah. with the travel sort of get yourself confident in how to pack what to take your insurance and then once you've done it once, then it's fine. All of them have become very easy since. And do you have to take medication with you when you go away? Oh, a medication. Well, this is my problem. So this is what was one of my fears that I initially uh, panicked about because I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to go through customs and they're going to think like some, I'm some drug lord because <laughs> you have everything. And I, I literally was petrified because I was like, you know, because I'm someone that likes to organise all my pills in pill pots. And I was like, can you take pill pots or do I have to take the, the full box? And I was thinking the box. Oh, my God, I'm literally going to have a, a suitcase just of medication. And then you have to take everything for all those precautions what if I get an ear infection need antibiotics what if I get sunburn I need like yeah. a special cream and it the list goes on um but yeah obviously there's yeah. loads of guidance on travel websites um that uh, can tell you how you know um to take your medicine the one thing I always do is I always take a medical letter that has it listed everything that's prescribed to me I do it just as a precaution it's not necessary in this necessity but it just makes me feel confident if I was challenged yeah. Yeah. that I don't look like a drug lord so absolutely. yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah, absolutely and Nick how about you do you know did you go away while you had um uh, while you were being treated or did you wait well, after you were uh, so many similarities in time scale and everything as Jules uh, we actually had two 
uh, holidays booked for the Caribbean, which is really rare for us. Um, and I was diagnosed, um, rather than go on holiday, I spent two weeks in London going through all the tests and the, the scans uh, yeah. to prepare me for my, my lobectomy. Um, but uh, yeah, um, it was also about October, November time. I was diagnosed in October. The holiday was June, November. We actually contacted Sandals, uh, which is the place that we were going. Yeah. And the first thing I said was, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to cancel my holiday. Uh, and this is the reason why he's yeah. been diagnosed with stage three lung cancer. And they said, uh, and maybe this is something we should cover later on about um, how you plan your holidays and not to always cancel and claim for them. The first thing they said was, you don't need to cancel, you can delay so we, we, we delayed both our holidays. Um, I went through my lobectomy. Uh, I went through chemo. And then I uh, developed uh, embolisms, lung embolisms, clots on my, my lungs. Yeah. So that was it. I couldn't fly for the foreseeable future. So Paula came up with the idea of going on a cruise out of Southampton, around Great the Med, yeah. come back Southampton. So very much like yourself, Jules, it was about um, not sort of going too far, baby steps. Yeah. But you do get to a point, and I'm sure you'll all agree, you really need a break. You need yeah. to get away. You need to reset your compass. Absolutely. And a holiday is a great way of doing it. Absolutely. I mean, the minute I step my foot onto, like, I get out of the taxi and it says Gatwick, South Terminal, <laughs> all my diagnosis, anxieties, stress, everything just is yeah. left there on the curb. And once I'm in that airport, you're like a completely different person. And that's exactly why I think a lot of people are like, wow, cancer patients are always traveling. Yeah, because we need it. It's, Absolutely. it's my therapy. So, yes, definitely. I felt like that. And did you feel like that, Nick, as well? Yeah, um, it, it, it's definitely therapy. It, it it can be stressful in the first instance when, when you're doing it for the first time. Um, it, it's almost a bit like breaking the umbilical cord as you leave yeah. the country. Yeah. You jump it on is, an aircraft like, or a, yeah. a ship. Um, it is. Your consultant's not there to go to. Um, you're moving away from, from all your comfort. So there's yeah. a, definitely stress involved. But I think it's definitely worth worthwhile um, to get over what you've gone through. Yeah. Um, we do go through horrendous journeys. Yeah. Um, and I think I think for me as well is is like Nick's carer as well as you know my husband. Um, it was important that we had that quality time together. Absolutely. Um, and it was and it was a break for me because absolutely even even though we you know we're in this together. And we're on the same journey, uh, but obviously in different paths. Um, we, we both just needed to get away and spend some quality time together, not have to worry about hospital appointments and visiting hospitals and yeah. just that routine of backwards it, and forwards to the yeah. hospital. Like you said, Jules, it's just once you once you get to the airport, once you get to that that the terminal where the where the ship's actually docked and you're waiting to get on it, it's yeah. that point where you can just you can just just forget everything for, yeah. for a yeah. little while um and it's just that sense of relief and very yeah. important isn't it absolutely yeah, I, yeah it, it's really important and I actually think funny you should say that I 
perhaps this is just me, but I almost felt like it was worse for Tony than me, my whole diagnosis, because I was in it. Yes, I was having horrendous things done and feeling lousy, but I had to, because that was my role. But he was hopeless. He couldn't do anything but sit and watch and obviously take yeah. me to appointments and hold my hand while I was having chemo. Mm. And I had two surgeries. He was there when I was in intensive care. But yeah. it must have been so difficult just to watch me going through that and not be able to do anything. So you totally mm. have my heart on that one, honestly, <laughs> Paula. It's yeah. very, very difficult. Yeah. We, we said earlier, and I know Roy Castle have, have done an article on me uh, about my diving post-diagnosis yes. and post lobectomy and um, I was in recovery after six and a half hour lobectomy and I said to my surgeon uh, in recovery will I be able to dive again and <laughs> she, said, she said Nick you won't even remember this conversation yeah. tomorrow that's not all yeah uh, so I went back to the ward and uh, the following day uh, she did her doctor's round and came to see me Paula was at the bedside and uh, she said, uh, how are you feeling? I said, uh, I do remember asking you in recovery, will I get to dive again? And she just shook Still her head. Still wants to know. Nick, will you concentrate on getting better? Uh, and so Paula, <laughs> that's what I should do. But yeah. I do think it is part of the recovery process. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I know from my experience, we booked a, again at a really, we went completely long haul, but I had my... Um, I had my all clear at this point and we went to the Seychelles, as I said, big holidays for big, important, um, yes. that, you know, news. And um, I was very nervous, even though I had the all clear. I just had uh, a lobectomy. I, um, yeah, had nobody around me. I was very dependent on my consultant. Uh, you know, as we know, we've had a conversation about this before. All clear doesn't mean it's all over. It just means no. you haven't got cancer anymore. It doesn't mean the stress has gone. You have five years of scans and we all know that. And we're not talking about that today, but um, I totally get what you mean that as soon as you get to the airport, you kind of everything else just floats away and you pain in the hotel and you know what your life's going to be for the next two weeks and it's going to be bliss. But saying that, did either of you have any problems? Um, I, I know we kind of anticipate problems and have our doctor's letters and all that kind of thing in case we have problems. But did you actually have any problems on your first trip away or since? Um, I think for me, there's always, um, I still don't prepare enough and I literally need to create like a survival kit that I take with me because yeah. like, um, I think you have to remember that obviously in different climates and different locations of the world, different things will happen to your body. Like, you know, I didn't prepare for prickly heat. It's not something that's really ever happened yeah. to me before, but obviously I'm uh, a mental to be sun sensitive now is part yeah. of the side effect to taking osaminotrub. Um, but obviously, um, since my milligrams been adjusted, it doesn't affect me as much as it did. Uh, okay. But yeah, it's a prickly heat. You've got to remember that like in warmer countries, I get much drier skin and it's just, you know, it's those constant. So yeah, I think the first time I went away, like there was minor things happening to my body that resulted in me going and finding a pharmacy and it's like right Jules make a note next time you go we're going to take that so if that happens um yeah. and that's the thing you just have to cross the t's and dot the i's on everything um, absolutely pre preparation's really key like if you know you're going on holiday you, you you prep and start writing lists of like every scenario that you could be faced and just yeah precaution for everything and you're learning as 
Yes, because I've got new stuff because I fly on Saturday to Gran Canaria and I've got stuff this time that I didn't take last time I went on holiday. So, yes, I'm ready for um, if it was to happen. But it won't happen. It never happens when you're prepared. And that's what you've got to remember. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I um, Because of all the medication and everything, I, I, we, we love spicy food. We can eat food from all the different continents. Um, but I had a major intolerance of spicy food and I was violently ill. And oh, the cruise that we went on, it was my birthday and it was our wedding anniversary. So Paula had arranged to go to two of the special restaurants. And one of the restaurants was the Indian. <laughs> and the food okay. was gorgeous. The food was <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. But embarrassingly, I had to run out at the end of the meal uh, um, to be ill. Oh, gosh. Um, but they thought it was them the that food. caused this illness. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We had it's to hot. explain to them, um, this is a situation we're in, uh, and it really wasn't the food that caused it. But anyway, uh, because of, of what I'd gone through, they actually gave us another free visit to the restaurant uh, oh. later on the cruise to go back there but oh lovely uh, um uh, so i had to continually throughout the cruise keep going back to the the room i still yeah. had a lot of tiredness and things yeah. like that um but uh, uh yeah i felt so sorry for the the restaurant stuff actually it thought, wasn't the food because you would have to have gone through that all again the second time round had it have been the food so yeah I mean, no I, I felt more i felt more sorry for them than myself yeah it's hard isn't it though when you're going through that it, yes, is. Um, it is yeah yeah i think yeah, i think you had something less less spicy didn't you the last second time, time, around. Second time around you're learning as you go aren't we we're all learning as we go yes. what to do and how yeah. different situations <laughs> I always take antibiotics with me because obviously I've just been through cancer again and infection is the root of all evils, as you know, with, our, with us guys who've been through chemo. Yeah. So I've always got a stock of antibiotics and all the rest of the stuff that you need. But antibiotics, I feel like, is the key because, like you say, Jules, you don't know where you're going to be, what hospital hospitals no. are. You don't want to get involved really in hospital law, do you? So be prepared as like good old uh, Girl yeah, Scouts. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm the same. I take antibiotics now. That's something that's in my case. I um, yeah. have um, sensitivity with my ears as a side effect. And, you know, I think uh, commonly, you know, you're in the sea or in the swimming pools, but I have earplugs now when I swim, yeah. in, um, you know, because I try not to put my head under the water, but when it's hot, you just want that full body refreshness, um, you know, <laughs> earplugs as a prevention um and yeah i've obviously like you say i think antibiotics is always a wise mood for i advise yeah. that to any patient just precaution yeah i think um yeah from experience i, I would uh, suggest to anyone that's listening and thinking about maybe going away yeah and, and maybe it is their first sort of dipping their toe into traveling or even in the uk you know leaving your home area and, and going off to the local beach or as somebody mentioned earlier cornwall and places like that speak to your oncologist and, and your consultants as well mm. get advice from them Agreed. you know we we can have some uh quite hot uh days around the uk coastline as well yeah. and if you are becoming more sensitive to the mm. sun you know take advice from 
from your consultants and your experts. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You. And again, it's just, you know, that generic common sense needs to apply. Like, I love the sun and I could lay in it all day long. <laughs> but now I very much understand that the sun doesn't always just burn your skin. It dehydrates you. Um, it extracts, uh, you know, so much from you in other ways. So I don't go out in, I will be in the shade in the very heat of the day. Um, you know, I also wear Factor 50 head to toe. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I've always been very sensible with sun cream, but I've just heightened it with having cancer. Um, the other thing that I would say as while we're still on the chat of drugs is um, I make sure that I have my medication in my suitcase and my hand luggage yeah. because can yeah. you just covered everything. If your luggage goes missus, you've got it in your hand luggage. If anything happens to your hand luggage, you've got it in your suitcase. If you're, um, you know, the other thing is, is we're faced with a lot of strikes now. I was potentially going to be, there was going to be a strike at Gatwick next week. So I could have been delayed in Gran Canaria coming home. So you have to make sure that you take a bun more. You just don't know what hurdles that, you know, you could face when, when traveling. So your drugs are just, yeah, just take like three months worth. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Absolutely yeah. agree. What I'd say are my top three medications, so things to have in your emergency kit, would definitely be antibiotics, yeah. mosquito treatment, yeah. and also mosquito protectant, because I don't know about you, but wherever I've been, the mozzies seem to love chemotherapy blood. What, what is that all about? I have <laughs> no idea, but they love me. And it gets really infected, so I have some really nasty reactions. So always take... Um, Anything you get your hands on. I mean, I know we don't like DEET, but DEET will keep them away. Um, and any kind of treatment you can. So any antihistamines or any um, any creams you can use. But also something like a Lanzoprazole, because again, the treatment I've had both times have given me terrible, terrible indigestion, tummy problems. Uh -huh. um, so Lanzoprazole or something, you know, like something like Nexum, which you can buy over the counter is definitely the thing that I always take with me because that really helps. Do you have anything to add to my list of medications? Yeah, what I say is I would, I start taking, um, well, I pretty much now will take antihistamine and build my it up in my system yeah. prior yeah. to going. And um, yeah. yeah, because like you say, I think, well, for me as well, I'm anaphylactic, so I'm allergic to bites and things. So I have an EpiPen. So oh listen, if word. anyone's listening, if I can travel with cancer and being anaphylactic, <laughs> you can travel too. That would be my bit of advice <laughs> to anyone. But that you, is you've great had advice. experience, haven't you, with bites? You mentioned the anti-mosquito, anti-insect uh, repellent and everything. Yeah. Amanda. I, I had a major reaction and that was in this country, actually. It was out oh. walking the dogs in the in the summer, yep. went through the wooded area around where we live in uh, County Durham, and my hand just went up like a balloon. Oh, my uh, word. I actually went to the pharmacy on a Saturday morning and said, look, you know, can you give me antihistamine, either cream or tablets? Yeah. Uh, and he said, uh, no, uh, you need to go directly to uh, a walking centre. Yeah. You need to get seen to uh, so the pharmacist actually wouldn't give me anything there and then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I spoke to my oncologist and he said that uh, this is something that's not uncommon to him, seeing people from chemo and then uh, uh, hyper-reactivity. Yeah. So like that. Mm. And I think I've got a longer-term reaction to other things, sort of hair fever-related as well, yeah, me too. since my chemo. Really? Yeah, me too. And I'm back on, on it again. 
Yeah, and you yeah. just you can't quite believe that mosquitoes are that stupid that they'd like blood full of poison. <laughs> but anyway, they do. So again, really, I think that's quite, you know, we've all experienced that. So that's quite interesting, isn't it? Something that nobody talks about, but you need to no. be aware of it and prepare for it. Yeah. So that's and really also, interesting. Um, there's so many different um, forms of antihistamine out in the shops. Again, yeah. seek advice from your uh, medical team because I can't remember which one, but I take the antihistamine that has the L word on the front of the packet. Loratadine. Yeah, so, but there's yeah. other ones, but your your team, your consultants, oncologists, they will guide you. Um, Absolutely. Best for you. So don't just go out and just free reign pick my yeah. own just have a guess yeah that's not yeah. the way to do it we have Absolutely. these amazing doctors who look after us so the best thing yeah. to do first of all when you travel you need to get permission from them i found they like to say you're fit to fly yes and then ask them what you need to take with you and they'll prescribe stuff if it's stuff that is on prescription they will take care of all that for you and make sure you've got your kit so i think that's you know we touched on that and that's really good advice for people who are traveling with cancer or just after cancer if you're thinking about going on holiday, our Travelling with Lung Cancer booklet is a must-read, full of practical information including suitable destinations, organising medication and of course travel insurance, the booklet is completely free. Visit roycastle.org forward slash travel to download or order your copy. So just thinking about um, what holidays have you had since, I mean obviously Jules where have you been because you travel a lot, I follow oh, you on Instagram. Dude. I know, uh, I know. I'm always tell us where uh, you've been since your first trip to Cornwall well, and then Greece. Where have I been? Uh, so since uh, being diagnosed, I have been to um, Corfu, um, Kos, Dubrovnik, Croatia, um, Italy, uh, which I did. For, I hopped everywhere in Italy. Did most of Italy, and I been to um gone blank now because there's so many countries that I've been to but yes I have extensively traveled yeah I have absolutely because you know um yeah it it you know people seem to think that you know sometimes your life stops a little bit when you're diagnosed and, and it does in a way but I'm very much alive and living and yeah. you know and that's exactly what I'm gonna do so yeah amazing yeah that's amazing and just in case anybody wants to follow you just tell us what you're in what's your yeah. Instagram tag so, yeah my Instagram handle is just under study or underscore the line at the bottom help me which one is it Underscore. Underscore. <laughs> underscore. So just underscore being Jules. Excellent. Which is spelled J U L E S. So yeah. Fantastic. I certainly follow you because I love to see your holidays. Aww. And you do talk, you do you do get a lot of questions and talk a lot about travel, don't you? And we'll yeah. come I want to I want to touch on travel insurance because that's yeah. obviously a massive but let me go just go to Nick and ask him about his holidays, where he's been, has he had any problems since you know his first holiday? How's it going, Nick? Um, and Paula? Yeah, Paula will have to remind me which ones we did pre uh, and post. Um, but uh, <laughs> we mentioned the cruise. Um, that was sort of forced upon us because... Uh, and, and these are options that people have as well. If you can't fly, if, if you've had some reason why you can't fly, such yeah. as embolisms that I had, uh, blood clots anywhere in yeah. your body, in your legs or in your lungs. It was in my lungs, but... Uh, uh, that could prevent you from flying uh, yeah. certainly for a period of time. 
there are other options open to you, such as cruises, such as staycations, UK, you know, jump on a, um, a ferry over to the Channel Islands or, or Ireland or somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we Very did the points. Very good Medi point. Mediterranean cruise we did. And then we started catching up on the missing holidays. So the ones that were delayed rather than cancelled. So we went to the Bahamas and that's where I started diving again. And that was... That was in... Uh, 2018. 2018, yeah. It was round about November time because you were about 10 months post-op post at that so point. less than a year... So and how did you find remind me asking how did you find your first dive were you nervous how did you how did it go because that's that's quite fascinating so i was I, i'd done well over 100 dives so i was yeah. quite confident and proficient confident diver. diver yeah um but yeah um yeah worried anxious yeah um uh all sorts of things going through my mind um and but i couldn't allow Paula to see that because it was something <laughs> we really wanted to it's something yeah. we enjoy together and I couldn't allow the instructors uh, uh, you always get guides and instructors on the boats mm -hmm. and I didn't want them to know what I'd gone through I'd got I have to have a medical signed every 12 months yeah say what I'd gone through what medication I'm still on um and my, my doctors do sign it off it took a little Absolutely. bit of persuading yeah. But they do sign it off every every year now. Yeah, I, I take it in as long as they see a medical certificate signed. Basically, that's their responsibility handed over to me. So I didn't want to show them that I was nervous. And I think we've been there about three, four days. Dive twice a day, uh, two tank dives. They call you. Go out on the boat. You do your first dive. You get changed. You do another dive about an hour later. Yeah, and then you come back. Uh, so three or four days. And then I went to speak to the guys. I knew them a little bit better. And um, I showed them what I call my shark bite, my scarf from my That's to what me. I call mine. How yeah. weird is that? Yeah. It does look like a shark bite, doesn't it? Yeah, That's exactly it what is. I call mine. So, uh, so I told <laughs> them about my shark bite and what it was. And it was, you should have told us. We needed to know that. We'd have looked after you. And I said, no, that is Didn't exactly why I did yeah. not tell you. And I think, sure. Nick, it's amazing for the lung cancer community, the fact that you're diving. With, Absolutely. You know, because I think people ask me questions on my social media when they see me snorkeling. Like, Jules, can you hold your breath? Can you do that? And it's like, I think it's breaking a, a bit of a myth, a bit of a stigma against, yeah. you know, I think people assume that that will be taken away from us. So just think it's how not. amazing, Nick, you sharing that is. Thank you, Jules. It's, yeah. it's hugely inspirational, Nick, I have to say. I was yeah. really worried. What? Just, sorry, excuse my ignorance. What part of your lung did you have removed? We haven't talked uh, about that. Left upper lobe. Okay, so I had right lower lobe, and okay. I was really worried, but I actually don't notice it at all. Oh, day I, to day. I do. Uh, I okay. do get breath. Not diving. I, I don't get breathless diving. In fact, it's made me a calmer diver. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. So um, obviously, I go through my air. Uh, a little bit faster than most people. Absolutely. But we did a we did a city break to Rome mm -hmm. uh, earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, and walking up them Spanish steps, I was out of breath. Uh, but um, yeah, so I, I yeah. do get breathless. But we walked forty two miles in a five day city break around Rome. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my word. I can't really when... comment on that because I get got out of breath walking upstairs before cancer, so I feel it just. <laughs> yeah, I can't really. I should have that sh down to my age. Maybe it is the fact I've got part of my lung missing. I don't know, but yeah, yeah it's, you're uh, moving away from that. You are hugely inspirational. That yeah. you are, you know, you're so you know you live for diving. I know you love you both love your diving holidays and the mm -hmm. fact that you you've gone through lung cancer and a, lobo a lobotomy, not a lobotomy, a lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything for a lobotomy. There's nothing to shake out there, man. But a lobotomy. <laughs> Like Pandem myself, not a lobotomy, although it's debatable. <laughs> um, um, and as still diving is, you know, and diving well is incredible. Thank yeah. Andy, thank you for that. But do you know, I've got to mention Eileen. Um, yeah. Do you remember, come on Eileen. Of course uh, I do. And I met her at a Roy Castle, at Lung Cancer Awareness, uh, one of the first ones I was involved with. Yeah. And I sat in a room with her and she did the opposite to me. I go down underwater and she used to go up the mountains. <laughs> she used know. to raise money for villagers and she told her consultant, um, whatever this cancer is going to do, it's not going to stop me uh, travelling up to these Himalayan villages, raising money for them, burning schools. And now that was inspirational. That is what inspired me to mm -hmm. keep going. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I, and to make, I, I, yeah, to mention Eileen, she yeah. was an incredible woman. She really was, and I'm really glad you brought her up because she and, really was. Do you know what? I don't think any of us knew her age because she never told anybody. <laughs> but she wasn't young. No, and, I know. Uh, and she, she was the inspiration. Yeah, that's lovely that you were inspired by another cancer um, sufferer that you met at a Roy Castle Lung Cancer Foundation awareness group. So yeah. that just shows you how the, the circle kind of completes itself and how we are one community and we all help each other. So it without sounding, you know, going, going down that road, you know, yes. we have to bow down to this amazing community that we're part of. You don't want to have it, but you meet the most amazing people when you do. So Absolutely. every tab has a silver lining and it's the people you meet while you're going through this journey that mm -hmm. you never have met. But otherwise, we would never have met. But such an inspiration, you know, between ourselves and, and, and to the community and those people out in the community that have been hugely inspirational to all of us. So yeah. that's incredible, isn't it? It's just it's and so I, good I, to hear. If my, if my story uh, or, or, or the, the article that was in Inspire, the magazine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if anything, um, just encourages one more person with lung cancer to push the boundaries agreed Not specifically diving but to push the boundaries in some other way um because uh, you're right and, and jules you know it, it doesn't limit us no we don't absolutely have to allow it to limit us the opposite, and, as, in fact. and as the time goes on i mean it does get easier i mean i'm 21 months down the line now and i feel that i can take my side effects with me anywhere i can deal with them at home i can deal with them in rome i can deal with them in grand canaria next week it, and that's what you've got to remember you just got to get yourself into a comfortable com um, position with you know your medication your the side effects and yeah i mean like i said they they can go anywhere in the world side effects that's yeah. so true. That's a really good way of looking at it as well, Jules. Really is. Definitely. That's fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Nick and Paula at Globalocity can take care of your travel needs from finding your dream location, booking flights, 
arranging excursions, and sourcing travel insurance. They are on hand to deal with any issues that may arise, leaving you to simply sit back and enjoy your much needed holiday. What's more, mention Roy Castle and we'll receive a donation when you book. For more information, visit roycastle.org forward slash globalocity. So I'm going to change the subject slightly because it's something that we really need to talk about. Travel insurance. Oh, yes. yeah. Well, I can probably start off with that one because Go. when um, when I was first diagnosed, obviously my dream was to fulfil a cruise. So my husband started looking and getting quotes and he just said, Jules, I'm really sorry. I don't think we're going to be able to go abroad. We, we were getting quotes around two and a half, three thousand pounds. Um, and then I was just like, no, Paul, that can't be right. Surely the world can't be that cruel. And um, I remember that leading on from there what we found cutting a long story short was because I have EGFR assurance companies don't know what that is and when you first initiate um, any form of uh, consultation whether it usually would be via online or you can attempt to ring them and speak to someone after waiting for 35 minutes in the call queue um, you're only speaking um, to just a representative that person you're speaking to has got no medical like uh, knowledge so what I would advise anyone is when you are searching for quotes phone up the insurance company but ask to speak to a medical representative that those words are crucial um, because then it's much easier uh, because they'll ask for supporting um, documents from your team Uh, so people who have rarer cancers rarer mutations like EAGFR or ALK you know that are sort of not so knowledgeable about uh, that's the key thing because then my insurance quote went from two and a half grand to 180 pounds once you get them to understand and the more you repetitively book because I keep booking holidays it keeps coming (laughs) down in price because they they trust me they know I'm a I'm a good egg to fly away so yeah that would be my advice that's really, really good, good advice because that does happen. And I think people get really scared. So Jules and Nick, I don't know what you think, but I think when I was looking and this time as well, after you know my recent breast cancer diagnosis, there are companies that say they're cancer specialists and in insurance, but they're actually mm-hmm. not. They're just very good at charging you a lot of money. But there is one particular company that I'm yes. insured with that are absolutely unbelievable because she is a lady who has suffered from cancer and oh, understands. Should we say after three, Mandy? Yeah. One, two, three. Insurance, insurance with. with. <laughs> so insurance it's insurance with. with. She's absolutely, the lady who runs it is absolutely Brilliant. incredible. And she... Yeah, I will never use anybody else. Um, Absolutely. I've done every single holiday with the company. I think that the uh, layout um, makes um, it. They just have everything down to a T. I feel like that I can get an insurance um, quote and I've paid for it in less than 20 minutes. And exactly. Exactly what I was going to say. The thing that makes me realise that they are specialists in insuring cancer patients is that the website and the questions you have to ask on the medical questionnaire are questions you'd expect to be asked. They're not generic. They are very specific to cancer sufferers and cancer um, patients. So, um, yeah, I I would definitely uh, recommend insure with, and I know a lot of people do. Nick, who who are you insured with, Nick? Well, um, 
I, I'd say, um, don't do as I do, or <laughs> don't do as I did. Um, we contacted okay. uh, our insurance company and other insurance companies. And as Joe said, it was financially um, limiting. Yep. So um, I made the decision to go away without having my uh, mums insured. So, wow, that's hard. Um, yeah. Um, that's ridiculous, it, isn't it? it and it, mm. it, even at a few years down the line, when I had a CT, a six-monthly CT, because I'd had that and I was still awaiting results, <laughs> um, that impacted the price and yep. whether they were going to show me. Yeah, so I've been there. Yeah, so you, you, they said to me, you are fully insured, your luggage is insured. My luggage was probably insured better than I was. <laughs> um, and um, they said, but we cannot show your lungs. Yeah, yeah. So I said, okay, so... Uh, the rest of my body is insured if I trip up onto a bit of broken glass and that broken glass goes through my chest into and into lung. my lung, am I insured for that? And they wouldn't answer me, but I think I was. I think you were. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just the cancer in the lungs. That, yeah, yeah. Um, was, which is which is ridiculous and it should not be primitive. Having said that, insurance with is amazing. They're probably, I'm sure there are other insurance companies that were good. I used to actually be insured before I heard of, about insurance with, I was with Boots, as in Boots, the chemist insurance, and they were equally yeah. as good. But I believe they've dropped the insurance probably because they're insuring people like me and now they don't do it anymore. Um, so I don't know of anybody else, but I'm sure there are. And perhaps our listeners can drop something in the in the notes underneath the podcast and su suggest anybody else. But I know that this lady really knows her stuff and a lot of people yeah. use her. Yeah, we, we're we going to come on to our holiday company uh, a little bit later on, Mandy, but yeah. we do offer um, medical insurance and we can also approach a broker uh, who will approach um, sort of the country for medical insurance. So there okay. are other ones out there, but it's always good to, to have a recommendation. Absolutely. Well, you say we'll come on to it later, but let's talk about it now. So you have set up <laughs> a new travel company. Tell us about it. Okay, yeah, actually not that new. Um, Pre-COVID we set up. Okay. Um, and um, really it was a follow-on from, because I worked in London, I was a, a contractor and everything, and that's where I was diagnosed. I live in Durham, so 300 yeah. miles away from home, went through my journey. Um, yeah. But basically um, our nest egg, was eaten away uh, whilst I continued to live in London, paying for a London flat um, whilst oh I was going through God. all my treatment and my diagnosis and everything. So um, I always said I would never retire, but cancer makes you see life differently mm -hmm. and think differently. So Paula and I, we, we love our travel, which is why we've been invited to this podcast. And thank <laughs> you for the invite. We love our travel. We've been all over the world diving as well. As well Absolutely. As it's fantastic. Um, so we said, okay, if we were to continue sort of doing something, we want it to be something we love, um, but we want it to be something to sort of top up the pension pot and we can do it anywhere in the world. And basically, if we've got Wi-Fi, we can do it. So Globalocity Travel Limited is part of not just travel, which is part of 
um, the Hayes Travel Home Worker uh, Group. Right. There, there are about 600 of us all working from home. We started pre-COVID, so it wasn't the best time to start. <laughs> uh, True. <laughs> uh, but things are really going from strength to strength. And uh, we've just um, uh, agreed um, with Roy Castle Lundcastle Foundation. Uh, we are featured on the website. And anybody that comes through that site or, or just says to us, I found you through Roy Castle. Yeah. So they can call us, they can go through the link on Roy Castle website. It will tell us automatically if they come through the link, that's where it came from. And then there's a donation back to Roy Castle for any commission made on, on confirmed bookings. Uh, and that's for absolutely anything. Airport parking, airport hotels, your actual holiday, mm -hmm. um, any insurance. That's that amazing. Absolutely. That's absolutely amazing. Well done, Thank you. you. And, do you, and following on from that, so you obviously can book any holiday worldwide, whatever you want to do, including hotels and parking. Yeah. But you mentioned insurance. So just tell us a bit more about the insurance that you can provide or you can get quotes for. Yeah, so we, we've got a partner uh, and it's um, it's backed by Allianz, yeah. uh, the huge insurance company. Yeah. Um, we, we can go, we can sort out the insurance and then it's up to the individual to then call Allianz uh, if, if they've got any predetermined conditions yeah. uh, and Allianz will then tell them um, this is the additional cost or there is no additional cost. Okay. Um, you get 14 day cooling off period anyway for okay. insurance from home. Um, so if you felt after that call, or in fact, there's, a, there's a, a website that you can go on and submit your medical history. Yeah. If you feel that it's prohibitive and you don't want to go ahead, you can just cancel with no loss of any money. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did say that we've also got um, a, a broker and the broker right. can approach any insurance company across the country Okay. Um, for that. But now that we're aware of insurance with, um, that could also be a route for us to go. Yeah, um, yeah that would be an interesting conversation, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. And the thing Brilliant. that we find, the thing that we're finding with some of our customers as well, it's uh, it's when we're talking about insurance at the point where you actually, you know, you take your insurance policy out, you look at your insurance before you book your holiday. Yeah. Um, or at the point where you do book your holiday, because a lot of a lot of people do make the mistake of saying, "Oh, I've got my own insurance. I'll sort it out. I'll do it later." And if they've done it after they book the holiday, then they might not be covered for certain things. So yeah. there's a lot of things that we've actually um, sort of picked up along the way, um, and obviously they're the advice that we would give our customers. And very much be, so. It would be it would be the same with you know anybody that comes to us from Roy Castle as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do yeah. that, apply that to when I book holidays, I always get my insurance before I click the button and part yeah. with any money. And then you have that time frame because you're absolutely right. You are not covered if you don't get your insurance prior to booking on a lot of holidays. So good exactly. point to make. No, that's exactly. true, Jules. And, and there's a, we've got a Martin Lewis uh, video. If you search through our Facebook page mm -hmm. or, or our um, Instagram uh, there's yeah. a Martin Lewis and Martin Lewis recommends you book at the time you book your insurance at the time of booking your holiday. Yeah. And I think more so for people living with 
with cancer and anything else, um, there could be something that just forces you into not being able to have that holiday. Uh, it, it could be um, a secondary infection from something that's yeah. uh, that we've talked about, you know, from um, uh, insect bites or, yeah. or anything, yeah. or, or it could be, unfortunately, somebody goes back into cancer and, um, and the cancer comes back yeah. know, after treatment. So there are a lot of unknowns and more for us, unfortunately. Yes. So and it's a general rule of thumb, isn't it, that people don't do it, but when you book a holiday, you should have travel insurance because I know I had to cancel a holiday last year because of my breast cancer diagnosis. Yeah. And the first thing they wanted to know is when my insurance was taken out and when the holiday was booked. Yeah. And I yeah. always book it on the same day or the day before. So I was okay, but I think they would have not paid. They paid for everything. But I Good. think if they'd have said, if I'd booked my holiday and booked my insurance a week later, no matter what the reason, I think they would have said, sorry, you're not covered. You had your, your yeah. holiday was booked before you had yeah. insurance. So it's a rule of thumb in life, but especially for cancer patients, yes. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, just a quick question about uh, Globalocity. Yes. Um, do you find that you, you manage, you, you apply what you've learned with your lung cancer experience to book to any speaking to people about uh, holidays and they are maybe in the same position do you find that you kind of you're able to help them more because you've been in that position you understand where they're at is that something that that helps yeah that's a good question Mandy I think yes um I think having been there and lived through that mm -hmm. um and and Paula as well because she went through all that we're there to really take away um the stress and the pain Worry or, or the worry of, of arranging it and you know if a flight time changes don't worry uh, we'll deal with that if if your GP appointment changes or your consultant appointment changes and they make it to the day before you're due to travel to the airport don't worry about it you go off you you have your your appointment you manage your life and your treatment and your uh, your cancer and we'll deal with the holiday we'll deal with the stress yeah, we'll book people on we'll get them the boarding passes mm -hmm. when they're abroad and they're ready to come back paul is the expert on this but so you know that the boarding <laughs> passes great. the seats uh if you want seat pre-booking uh if i can share a funny story i was sat in front of the laptop uh, about a, a month ago now <laughs> and it was a customer going on the first holiday with the newborn baby actually and sat on the airport at Newcastle uh, Airport, sat on the runway on the aircraft. And I've still got the text messages. One minute past four in the afternoon, Nick, we booked extra leg room and we haven't got it. So I messaged back and I said, yes, you definitely booked extra leg room. So I started going into all the details of his booking. <laughs> um, I said, uh, you need to speak to the aircraft uh, crew, yeah. uh, but you should be in seat 18A and 18B and the same on your return flight. And he said, oh, sorry, Nick, we're sat in the wrong seats. Oh, now, oh my uh, word. Um, <laughs> your, your online companies and your, your, your even your high street companies, whatever yeah. relationship, you don't get that level of service. No. But 
Um, yeah, we definitely we treat people as we yeah. would have been wanted to. Yeah. Be. And it's reassuring that they've got you at the end of the phone and you, you know, for occasions like that or with a problem with their cancer, if when they're on holiday, they can contact you. I suppose yeah. that's really reassuring. It's something I would have loved when I was traveling as well in the early days. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Mandy, even things like um, airport assistance, um, yeah. you know, we get in touch with the airlines, we get in touch with um, the hotel, we'd make sure yeah. that everyone was was cared for as they should be, Brilliant. Um, you know, and make sure that if there's, if they're celebrating something, you know, it could be, um, it could be a birthday or an anniversary or just getting away because they've finished the treatment or yes. just a break to get away in yeah. between treatments or waiting for yes. surgery we always try and do something a little bit different um, That's lovely. And, and, and arrange um something nice for them like um you know like put something in their room when they arrive yeah. at the hotel it's just the little or touches and yeah. yeah and it's it's shown it's shown a little bit of empathy as well because it is you know, we we've all been there we know what it's like and and it's the little things that can if it means putting a smile on somebody's face uh, when they you know when they get to their resort um, yeah. then to me uh, you know we've we've we, well for both of us we feel like we've but that's a massive achievement for us because absolutely we've been through that and we're giving something back and a, that's a yeah. smile is good if we can make them cry that's even better <laughs> that's just mean Nick that's just mean <laughs> in um, a nice way no I suppose I suppose to finish off because we're coming close to time now what would be your kind of your advice, your one takeaway to somebody who's traveling for the first time with cancer or traveling for the first time after cancer treatment? What would be your one takeaway? For us or Jules or? Both of you, all of you, <laughs> all three of you. Um, I think one of the things just leading off from what Nick was just saying, I, I think as well is, um, so make your journey um, as, easy and as comfortable as possible so for for now when I travel I have private transfers because I don't want to sit or on a on a hot on a hot bus with 30 other people I want to know that the minute I get off that airplane my car's there because I can't wait around I can't stand around you know really think differently now about you know make your journey as comfortable and as accessible for you and your needs um so like i said you might have to slightly tailor your holiday at things that you might not have had previous but it will pay off yes um, you need to reserve all your energy and all that adrenaline for when you're on the holiday don't exhaust it by a train a bus and a, a coach because it's going to save you 20 quid lose that just Agreed you know you. make your your trip very good advice so it's all in yeah. the planning and thinking yeah. ahead absolutely yeah oh, and that's great advice i mean we can we can help with anything like transfers and things like that uh, mm -hmm. private transfers Definitely. um yeah i mean I, I mentioned going up the spanish steps and how out of breath i got um mm -hmm. we we have private transfers because we're carrying if we're going diving we have four suitcases and if anyone's yeah, seen right. the picture of my dive camera, that's another big bag as well. So uh, we need trolleys. And when it, I mean, when it comes to pushing all those and carrying them all, yeah. I do get out of breath. So we do yeah. private yeah. transfers. Yeah. Um, I would say give yourself time. You, you're going there to enjoy yourself yeah. and, and to relax and to get over what you've been through. 
um, especially if it's your first one or you're going after chemo or something like that. Yeah. Give yourself time. Don't try to cram too much into a few days away or or your week away. Um, just give yourself time to to do things, especially at maybe a slower pace to what you may have been used yeah. to. Yeah. If you've only just gone through your surgery or your chemo. Again, um, really good advice, Nick. That's really yeah. good advice. I, I One last question. <laughs> One last question. Where's your next holiday? <laughs> for me, it's, it's, me, I've got, I'm on the 24 hour countdown now till I fly off to Gran Canaria. So oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be test running <laughs> all the advice that we've just given to the listeners. And um, yeah. Let us know. Hard. Yeah, I will do. Have an amazing oh. holiday. Nick, oh. yeah. Paula, Have a great where's, holiday. where's your next holiday? a fabulous time um, we are going to or looking to go to aruba we're looking to scuba in aruba oh, i'd love to go to aruba the uh, flamingos anyway yes have, a, have an amazing time and i'm I, off for a week in eastbourne see my dad and jules i would say monday uh we've talked about some lovely holiday um destinations and things yeah. but you know, there are some great places in the UK as well. Absolutely. You know, there are some great cottages with hot tubs. Uh, there are some lovely hotels around the UK. And we've got some amazing beaches and countryside. So, you know, if you're financially limited, don't let yeah. that stop you from taking yeah, it. Agreed. Yeah, A break anywhere is, is so yeah. therapeutic. It's therapeutic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mandy, okay. can I just add, um, yes, so I think we've do. covered, I get asked a lot of questions, obviously, on my social media. One of yes. the questions I get asked a lot is, does humidity affect your breathing? I think because as, as we're lung cancer patients, I think people yeah, worry that when we go to warmer uh, climates, especially with the temperatures that are over the news at the moment, they're going to rise to yeah. in the fourth and that. So I did um, Italy not that long ago and I was in the highs of 30s. And the answer is no, um, it doesn't affect my uh, breathing in any way, shape or form. I do feel that I'm slower in higher temperatures and I have yeah. to be so much more aware of my water intake for dehydration. But for me yeah. personally, no, I've, I have never had any breathing difficulties at all on my journey with lung cancer, which I think people always struggle in their head to think how they, Absolutely. I think they, but again, we're always trying to break that stigma around, you know, the side effects and, you know, the common symptoms of lung yeah. cancer. It really kind of is a, quite a squashed one now. Um, so definitely for, EGFR patients it's not something that we suffer with yeah I'd agree with that as well I don't think I've suffered as you said you, you learn to adapt don't you you just go a little bit slower and yes. walk a little bit slower and you just adapt to your circumstances but it yeah. definitely definitely doesn't stop me doing anything yeah that's it definitely not Monday that's a great that's note great. to end on yes absolutely it is <laughs> go out there book the holiday enjoy I just thought of some more things. Yeah, carry on, <laughs> carry on. That's fine. Great guys. Uh, so yeah, I just I get asked about um, what uh, accessibility needs are like when you're abroad because like for me, I have like a little Macmillan card in my purse that basically says, um, due to my cancer treatment, please can I use your toilet facilities? Which I've had to use many a times when I've been in London. You know what it's like in London. You yeah. all the doors have security numbers on, don't they? Key codes that yeah. to go to the loo and stuff. Um, but to be honest, I think um, most um, 
times uh, when I've been on holiday, people speak really good English in, in most of the locations that I've been to. Um, that when I've sort of said, oh, I really need some help. Could I please use your toilet? I'm, you know, a bit poorly with my treatment. I've never been declined. And I just no. want people to know that, you know, don't be scared to use your voice. Don't be scared. You know, if all of a sudden you think, oh, I've eaten something too spicy like Nick did. I need the loo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they'll always, you know, don't be scared of, you know, anything that could happen abroad and, and use your voice and, and people are always they always go I feel more above and beyond than they do abroad than they do in England I feel like they always yeah. want to give you the best service so yeah absolutely that's really good advice too thank you so much for joining me today it's been absolutely enlightening very interesting and lovely to see you all and um have a great holidays Thank, yeah, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like you said, Mandy, if anyone has any questions, just put it in the comments below and we can definitely read them and answer any um, Absolutely. questions regarding holidays because we're the pros. <laughs> we definitely are. <laughs> we definitely are. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Take care. Thanks. Bye. For support and advice on any of the topics raised in this podcast, visit roycastle.org. The Let's Talk About Lung Cancer podcast is out every fortnight. Past episodes are available to download on all major podcast providers. Don't forget to like and subscribe and make sure you never miss an episode.